Now, I gave it a little bit of time to let anyone who had not watched last night's reunion special the opportunity to catch up and not give out too many spoilers. But I'm not going to wait too much longer because what about the rest of us? We need to dissect this and get into the nitty gritty. If you are not familiar with Married at First Sight, by all means, jump in, look at some of my old podcasts and get some of the information. Let's just jump right into the reunion. The reunion is technically recorded approximately five months after decision day, which of course gives everybody a little time to settle into their decisions, make sure there have been no change of hearts and, you know, those kind of things. Well, they bring them all back together. You know, they meet with them one couple at a time and then as a group. And, you know, it never fails. There's going to be some drama, some accusations, something. This was no exception. But let me just say, I could not have been more proud of my girl, Mindy. If you don't remember, Mindy was hooked up with Zach, who really, honestly, I don't think ever wanted to be on this show. I really think Zach got on this show for popularity, to be seen, to build his brand, or whatever. Because, first of all, Homeboy said he only dates supermodels. And yet, he was talking to her friend, who is far from a social a supermodel. And, yeah, we'll dissect the rest of that later. But, he kept giving issues and excuses about why he couldn't connect with Mindy. And she kept trying, and she kept trying. Well, on the reunion, we get to see another side of Mindy. Homegirl got that backbone up. And was basically calling him on all of his shit. Point blank. He was trying to throw those same excuses out. And Zach does know how to go round and round and not make any daggone sense. There's more than one time you're like, what did that boy just say? But she called him on it. She looked freaking amazing for the reunion. She was working. The look, the dress, the makeup, the hair. It was the true idea of... When you show someone what they missed out on. Because not only was she working the look, she was putting him in his place. No, I don't want to hear your excuses. I'm done. You're full of it. And she called him out. She also called him out on the idea that he probably did this show for publicity, which is what most of us think. And if he really thinks that all these women are going to be crazy and running behind him, uh, probably the crazy ones, but the ones with common sense are like, uh, steer clear of him. He has issues and we now all saw it, but whatever. It's interesting because just to, you know, give a little headway here, everyone was very, very interested in who was it from the previews that they kept saying potentially went on a date with someone from another couple. Well, let's just throw that right out there. It was Zach. As if flirting with Mindy's friend and texting and phone calls and all that was during the season wasn't enough, he apparently went on a date with your girl Katie. Now, they tried to blow that off and claim that they just went out for drinks, but why would the two of you go out for drinks randomly when you're both married to other people? What was the point of that? except to explore your options and see where things are going. And considering how men, how, how should I say this to be polite? Considering how Katie has a 
lot of issues with the man she was matched with. I think she really wants someone who's going to treat her like crap. So she definitely would get that with Zach because he definitely treated Mindy like crap. So maybe that was a good plan. Maybe they should have continued that date. But let's just jump right into poor Derek and Katie because Derek seems like a sweetheart. He bent over backwards for her and she treated him pretty much. I'm going to try really, really try not to be too hard on her. And my reasoning is I see today there are quite a few conversations happening on social media, instigating that she, she is potentially feeling like she's being bullied by all of the negativity coming her way. So I'm going to try to just give the information as we have it and not contribute to that. Bottom line is they asked him, him being Derek, what he did to make this marriage work. He listed things like changing his schedule and buying sweet presents for her and doing dates for her and this kind of thing. They asked her what she did and all she said really bottom line was that she was being patient with him and that she initiated sex. I'm sorry, but that is not exactly what we mean by what did you do to make the marriage work? But whatever, later on, he does mention that at some point she asked that they try sleeping in separate rooms. Then they try maybe dating other people or they just go ahead and get separated. However, he alleges, I will say it that way, that A, he was informed she cheated on him during the season possibly right after the honeymoon. That was his allegation. Then he makes another allegation that she admitted to him that she slept with her ex during the time that they were both sleeping in separate bedrooms in their apartment. Now, she's very defensive of that, saying she didn't cheat because they were already apart. Well, I'm sorry, technically, no, you weren't. Just because you decided to get into separate bedrooms, you hadn't actually filed, you weren't divorced, you were still married, so yes, you cheated on him. You can spin it however you want to spin it, but the bottom line is you were married and you slept with someone else. There is no little gray area that you're trying to put this in. It would be different if you had formally filed for separation and you were living apart and you slept with someone else. Not the same thing at all. She was very defensive about this, very defensive about people jumping on her case about it. But the bottom line is you kept talking about that ex all the way through the season, like he was God's gift to America. If he was so great, why didn't you get with the ex in the first place and just stay with him? But whatever, you drug this show through, you drug poor Derek through, and now you're very upset that you feel like people are too upset with you online. You had to know that getting into a platform like this would get a lot of attention on social media. So, the best thing to do is only show yourself in a light that would not get you feeling like people were so angry with you if that is something that was going to come. The best thing I would think is to be true to who you are. If this is true to who you are, then be willing to accept how people feel about it. If you don't want to hear what they have to say, block them. But don't try to make it seem like you're innocent and you don't know why everybody's so upset. You came onto a show that was about getting married, you married him, and then you ended up sleeping with your ex, allegedly more than once, but have at it. Of course, we have Michael and Mika, 
who spent an entire season trying to figure out what the heck Michael does for a job. And to be honest, I still don't know. I really think it's like Tommy on Martin. I don't think Brooke got a job. We spent so much time with her questioning his lie after lie after lie and trying to figure out what in the world this boy did, how much money does he make. And it wasn't even like she was trying to figure out how much money he made because she wanted to spend it. She was simply as a wife trying to figure out what does my husband do? What is our financial budget going to be, etc. And he just kept lying and lying. And I have to, you know, give it up to the host for his little comment, his little joke that, you know, I don't think he was joking that Michael, I, I really didn't. I don't see you as a yoga teacher. And he didn't mean based on shape or body types or anything like that. He simply said he felt like from watching Michael, he was still learning how to do yoga himself, not a teacher. But Michael still stuck to his story that he was a yoga teacher and stuck to his stories about all his other stuff, whatever. We have seen evidence after evidence after evidence that you're a liar. But go forth, bro. It makes you feel good to keep lying. Whatever. I guess it's akin to when we were children and they told us if you told a lie, you had to keep telling another lie to cover the first lie. I think that's exactly what it is. He told a lie to make himself look good. And he's been lying over and over until at this point, he has no idea what to say to get himself out of this hole. So. And of course, Jessica and Austin, I know in the past I've said they're boring, but it's really just that they don't have drama. We, we saw from the beginning, they look like a good match. They're still a good match. They're still married. The only issue they even seem to have, have had has been him traveling so much for work and they have found a way around that. So I guess there's nothing to concern ourselves with there. No, is there? They're good. They're happy. If anything, their facial expressions need a little work. Because they're probably as bad as me. Every time something was said at that reunion that they found really strange and really crazy, their faces said so. So I can relate. But they seem really good. He even presented her with uh, new jewelry last night and a new proposal of forever. And I love you. So they're good. There's really no story there. Lord, Brandon and Taylor. You know, Brandon was uninvited to the reunion in advance. They don't actually mention that on the reunion. They don't mention why he's not there. They just say Brandon's not here. And then they go into letting Taylor say her side of the story. Now, let me just say this. I don't know how much of Taylor's story is true and how much of it may have been slightly embellished so that she doesn't look as bad. I have no idea. We will never really know. But I was not aware that both of them got arrested since the show and spent time in jail. I was a little concerned when they asked Taylor how much time she spent in jail, and she wasn't even sure. She said something like a day or two or something like that. I don't know. And my thing was, girl, if you've never been to jail and you went to jail, you know how long you spent in jail because you don't want to be there. So you definitely know how long you were there, but whatever. Her version of events and his version of events, I'm sure don't match, but he wasn't there to explain what he says happened. But Bottom line is she went to some bar with some other guy. Brandon was there. Words were exchanged. Brandon's version is she shoved him. She says she didn't. Whatever. Police were called. They both went to jail. At this point, they both have restraining orders against the other. 
They can't be within so many feet. They can't contact each other in any way, shape or form. And they can't send messages through other people to each other. That's a lot because, you know, when you have those really passionate up and down relationships, you go through the anger and then you're okay, And then you want to talk. And even if they wanted to talk at this point, neither one would be able to because of all these restrictions. You would have no idea if contacting the other one would get you turned in and potentially arrested. So I don't even know. But what was interesting was that a good number of the cast had to go to court for all of this. And they're expressing their distress at being in court and having to go over this. And then because I guess Michael is the only person on that set who is still, I guess, friends with Brandon, they kept asking him questions of what do you think Brandon would want to say to this or how do you think what are your thoughts on this until he actually got upset stormed off the set my thing with that is Michael you didn't get that passionate and that upset about your own marriage or defending your own situation but you got that passionate and upset and excited and had to storm off for Brandon dude seriously could you do that for yourself for your own relationship And he tried to make it a black white thing with the host talking about how he was a black man and he felt and they're like, no, no, buddy, no, because you're black, I'm black, she's black, Brandon's black, don't even try it. Let's not even go there. They did finally get him back on set and they just moved on. Through the course of everything, of course, they ended up discussing once they had everyone together, the court cases, the fact that um, Zach and Katie had gone on a date the fact that they brought in one of the friends of Mindy's to go over more details. I am not going to lie. When they said they had one of her friends there and they were going to bring her out, I really thought they were bringing that Lindsay chick to try to explain what in the heck she was doing talking to some your best friend's husband in the first place. But they did not. And I love Mindy's girlfriend that they did bring out. Because Mindy's trying to be all forgiving and find a way eventually to be friends again, potentially with Lindsay, despite her doing what she did. The girlfriend, I cannot remember her name, that they brought on the set was like, no, I don't want nothing to do with her. Nothing. She's done. She's, She's dead to me. And she's like, she was never a good person to begin with. And this, she was done. She's not being all loving and sweet like Mindy is. I need Mindy to take a page from her because a girl who would screw over you with your brand new husband is not someone you should be friends with in the first place. I don't want to hear how long you were friends or anything like that because I was confused all season long as to you came to the wedding from out of town somewhere for the day. And during that little short time span, you what, decided you were interested in her brand new husband? So you reached out and y'all started communicating? Seriously? But this is your girl, your friend, who was so super excited to see you at the wedding. Girl, come on. You couldn't choose between your friend and this superficial boy toy that you saw there. Okay. Then you deserve to be without both of them. I mean, technically, if you want him, y'all go have fun. Because he's superficial, you're superficial, obviously. Just leave Mandy alone. Let her be happy. Did you all catch the fact that in addition to the fact that we already knew the next Married at First Sight was going to be filmed in New Orleans, they are now going to launch Married at First Sight Australia. 
I can't decide if I want to watch this or not. I watch so much freaking reality TV, it's not even funny anymore. And I use it as my therapy, my release from reality or stress. Because no matter how stressful your life is, when you look at the foolishness on reality TV, you're like, you know what? I don't feel so bad. I don't have that many problems. Y'all are crazy. So I may or may not check out Australia, but I'm really interested in the fact that the preview shows at least one couple will be women, two women. And that interests that, that, that I, I'm sorry. I'm interested. I want to see how this is going to play out. It's one thing to match up a man and a woman and hope that they work out. But two women, you got to hope, you got to really do some questions and dig into them to make sure they're not going to clash. They're going to work. So I may just have to check that out. We'll see. But anyway, I hope you all are well and staying safe. And we'll see you soon. I'll probably even do a bonus episode for you. Okay? You all have a good one.